Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you happen to be around the world. And this is yet another long-delayed Groovy Podcast. My name is Ken Cousin. I'm podcasting from New Orleans, Louisiana, home of the uh, Apache Con Open Source Conference, where we just had a Groovy track, uh, Apache Con 2022, I suppose I should say. Uh, the Groovy track was arranged by, you want to guess? Paul King. So I've come from Australia to uh, attend a wonderful Apache conference over the last four days. And the last couple of days, we had the Groovy track and we even had uh, more Groovy, Grails and Micronaut content prior to that as well in some of the other tracks. So it's been an exciting couple of days. You probably and, uh, gave half a dozen talks, right? Something like that. And none of them were about Grails? None of them were about Grails, <laughs> but it's it's a nice t-shirt. Yes, so. yeah. <laughs> Definitely a nice t-shirt. Uh, we are also accompanied by the current head of the Grails framework at uh, OCI. Yep. Hi, uh, I'm Puneet. I traveled all the way from India to PachiCon. It's been an exciting experience so far. And, you know, it's good to meet Ken in person, finally. Again. And it's like, had the temerity to say during one of his talks that he was, he thought he was the youngest person in the room. Uh, which was probably true. Only somebody that young and inexperienced would make a comment like that. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> we also have a leader, another leader at OCI, this time for the Micronaut Project. Yeah, I'm Zachary Klein. So I also work at Object Computing in St. Louis, Missouri on the uh, 2GM team. And I'm mostly working with uh, Micronaut, doing a lot of cloud stuff, working with event-driven uh, architectures. And that was pretty much what I talked about, event-driven architecture and uh, using Micronaut with Groovy, so. Yeah, today's talk that you gave was actually the intro Micronaut one, as I recall. Intro, yeah, more introductory uh, to Micronaut, but specific with Groovy. That's why I can talk about GORM. Oh, Things right. like that would not normally be in a Micronaut talk. Probably uh, be more about integration between Micronaut and Groovy, though. Yeah, but also some you know, showing how the HTTP client works, how the ahead of time compilation works. So it was more introductory. Um, yeah. Yeah, I spend a lot of time these days with Spring Boot, sadly, mm -hmm. and mostly in Java, you know. True. But uh, whenever people talk about Micronaut or Grails, then the issue of Spring Boot comes, you know, how does it compare to this, that, and the yep. other? When I, like you were talking about GORM and, and, you know, Gorm being again for those who are not aware that do they still call it the Grails object relational mapping yeah. tool? So yeah. yeah, it's got the word Grails in it, even though it's being used in Micronaut and other yeah. places. Yeah. At any rate, the, the question always comes up: How does it relate to Spring Data? How does it relate to Spring sure. Boot? All of those issues. And you were dealing with some of those directly. I think. Well, you spent a lot of time actually on the multi-tenancy part. As I remember. yeah, yeah, it's it's one of the features that I just personally find really fascinating and really powerful uh, in Gorm. That's it's a difficult problem, you know, multi-tenancy, um, and a lot of other persistence frameworks don't have you know any explicit help. You can obviously still implement it yourself, but the ability to have these annotations and opt out of being in a tenant and specify your tenant and and have the framework take care of making, you know, whether it's resolving a header or a cookie or subdomain and passing that along back to your uh, persistence layer. It's a really, really elegant solution, I think, to, uh, to that problem. And so if, if I was looking at a multi-tenant, you know, uh, system and I was considering what stack I was going to use, that would be a major factor that would lean me towards using GORM. And if I'm talking Micronaut, that would be a, 
RubyMicronaut quorum stack, which would be a lot of fun. I think you brought up Micronaut data as well as yeah. a relationship to spring data. Right? It's more akin to spring data, I think, from what I've seen. Um, and it's not as feature full as GORM um, right. and multi-tenancy. But it works it. with NoSQL databases. But it works in NoSQL databases. And it's 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 going to be higher performance because it's even less memory usage. It's totally pre-computed -comp, pre uh, queries. Um, so Micronaut data is awesome. Micronaut data is, is, I think we call it a data access toolkit. So it's not necessarily a full persistence framework because uh -huh. it's not a slot it, a swap in for Hibernate, for example. It's really aimed at fast queries and pre-computation. Uh, and it does persistence as well, but it's not really its its strength. Whereas Gorm is, you know, everything yeah. in the kitchen sink. Now, as I recall, you probably back me up on it. There it was a lot of people here for that basic micronaut talk. There was a lot of enthusiasm yeah. for that. That was nice. Correct. Yeah. There was there were several. Um, yeah. You also talked about um, with Grails. Actually, it wasn't just with Grails. First, you gave a basic Grails talk, right. and then you gave a really advanced, you know, <laughs> hey, let's do our own AST transformation type talk. I think that you know? that was the third. The second one was more about how Grails actually uses AST or you know meta programming capabilities of Groovy to basically right. provide yep. you the features. So it's more like you know you gave introduction in the first talk. You know, these are the features Grails provide how those work, you know, uh, under the hood. And then, you know, lastly, you could you'd probably write something else, you know, on the Micronaut side of it mm -hmm. to, you know, get you the some some kind of a convention or configuration. And it eventually it. worked, right? <laughs> that was intentional, you know. He, oh, he threw, yeah, in, a, yeah, he told me in advance. Perfect. He threw in a couple of seed. Let's make lemons. lemonade out of those lemons. That's right, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and of course, I did notice you doing what I always do when I talk about Groovy and Paul's in the room. You keep glancing over to see my thing, right? Is this, is this correct? <laughs> and he had to, you, you were saying a few things about the... No, I think program. this was something hidden. I mean, uh, we actually, initially, I had a similar bug. So while I was preparing for the talk, and then uh, the silly mistake I did was like, instead of having a package name, you know, folder like MetaNF slash services, I had like MetaNF dot services. So that was actually the complete folder name, which did not work for the first time. So I, you know, I tried to do the same in the demo and then I realized probably I have done the same mistake. And that's why I have looked at him again to see <laughs> that's the same silly mistake I did over. It's a typo. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I was going to say something, but I figured, no, 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 I'll just let, let you flounder <laughs> up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, it was, um, I mean, some people were kind of lost. I mean, that was really deep, but a lot of people found it interesting. I think one of them said that uh, it did remove some of the magic, you know, that you just know is happening under the hood, but you don't yeah. know, especially in the first one, you talked about both um, uh, runtime metaprogramming and Right, right. transforms as well. Yeah, I could have probably renamed that to demystifying, you know, Grails Magic, something like that. Oh, give it a different title? Yes, yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, but most people don't want to see the, maybe it's how to do your own Grails Magic. Or right, that's, yeah, that's, that's what right. the goal. I mean, right, that, the goal was not like how Grails do it. Probably you could just apply that knowledge. I'm like, it was more to showcase I mean, like, how powerful the Groovy is or, you know, what you can do. Yeah, maybe I should have paid attention. I don't. No, no, it was very good. It was it was very interesting. Um, now, of course, Paul talked about I don't know ten different things. I mean, <laughs> and including one talk where you said I'm going to 
this is only supposed to talk about two completely unrelated things, and I'm going to talk about four, right? Oh, uh, three at least. But well, yeah. but that was the property-based testing. Mutation testing. I thought I'd throw that in. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, so anyway, just to, to let people know, uh, you did property-based testing with jQuick, which I really like. It's great. Way. Yeah. They just had a new release as well. And we, when we get to talk about releases in the Groovy ecosystem, it's sort of a, it's, 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 it's not really a uh, unique to Groovy, but we like it in the Groovy community. And um, yeah, so I was showing you how you might use it with or without Spock. So I thought that people might want to know that sort of thing. It sounded like, I I need to see the code, but it sounded like in the Spock part where you wanted to use jQuick, you kind of relied on the arbitraries class, you know, that API instead of using any of the annotations. Correct. Yeah. So, so it's a provider. Then. So it's, it, it's got two layers built into it and you use one of the layers if, because Spock is providing one of the layers in, 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 in the other scenario. So. And the other one was called, it's called PyTest or something. That's the. Uh, yeah. There's a few mutation testing frameworks. PyTest seems to be one of the ones that's, um, and it's actually by some friends of, of the Groovy community in past lives. Um, uh, Marcin, Marcin, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Marcin, yeah. yeah, Marcin, you'll, you'll know about um, it. Yeah, his last name, man, I can't remember. It's, yeah, I can visually see it, but I'm not sure how to pronounce it either. And, and we have like four Marcins in this community. You oh, know what I mean? Might. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. so um, it's it, it's there's uh, friends in the, of the Guru community who are yeah. uh, involved in that, and it's more active than some of the other ones I've used in the past. And it's oh. it's and Johannes Link also. Is the head of the, the uh, jQuick? The jQuick. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, these are all very useful tools that we we, we like. Um, the part the, the mutation testing stuff is geared more at mutating Java classes, and so it's not so good at if you do dynamic uh, Groovy class and you try to mutate that, you're probably going to struggle. Right. But if you like doing a Spock test and a Java class, you're testing it works really well and. There's a very limited range of uh, Groovy classes where you might make some mileage, but it would be really nice if we um, could pursue more more classes that way. It would be very nice to uh, add that support. I'm trying to remember what some of your other talks were. There were there were a lot. Well, we we joined together for a bit of a mini Groovy data science workshop. So yeah, we covered just. There's a lot of benefits for using Groovy in in that sort of scenario. Groovy sort of gives you the becomes sort of the, the Python level experience in the in the JVM world in terms of simplified code that a that a data scientist might want to use and lots of libraries that make their life easy um, and uh, talks to lots of Java frameworks. That led to an interesting question. Remember that one guy? You said basically Groovy was like the Python on the JVM. Yeah, yeah. And he immediately took that literally. You know, he started to talk. Oh, is it like Python? This, that, and the well, yeah. <laughs> Filling the role, not the actual. Yeah, role. yeah. I mean, you can go get Drython if you want, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, you're going to struggle with that. So no, uh, what was funny? The, the part two that I did of that was the the genetic algorithms part. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, good. Because um, I never am sure about that one. Because that's it's just a couple of libraries, and a lot of my examples were in this old language called Java or whatever. You know, although I did borrow your Groovy example, we did the the Shakespeare one. Yeah, yeah. You know. The me thinks I am it no it me thinks it is a weasel I think is the well, phrase yeah. that uh, from Hamlet you know um, I actually had a follow up on that you know I I am one of those sad people who tweets his Wordle solution every day yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you noticed but I got a reply today saying oh and now I know you're using genetic algorithms. To uh, 
And I replied, it's all in the genes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I can't think of a less efficient way to solve that problem. I, and that would really be hard to do. <laughs> but yeah, so I did the genetic algorithms one and, and that went uh, really well. That was uh, surprisingly. Um, what else did you talk about? I did a bit of um, uh, regression. So if you want to buy a house, okay, it'll help you predict your house prices and then a bit of clustering, which I believe there's a whiskey boff somewhere uh, <laughs> somewhere about to start in uh, now that the conference is over um and uh, it might be quite applicable to uh class classify and cluster all your whiskey flavorings so um that might come in handy a bit later on that was actually really cool because that that whole talk was about um i, I forget where you're, the source of your data was you said there are many data sets there for um, that Whiskey or the house prices? No, the house prices. What? Oh, yeah, that, uh, Kegel. Yeah, right. K-A-G-G-L-E or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so you downloaded a ton of data and then we're basically doing regression testing on it and multivariate ones, I think what they call factor analysis or something in statistics, you know, to find the, well, the eigenvalues, if you will. I mean, anyway, to find the primary mechanisms. And of course, none of them work. There was no good predictor. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, you're one example with the house with 33 rooms in it. Mm -hmm. That's a typo. I mean, it was 6,000 <laughs> square feet, man. It's going to be hard to fit 33 rooms into 6,000. That's got to be a three, right? It just got bad data that crept in. Oh, yeah, multi -story that, I mean, that's what the... What's that? It could be a multi-story home. Okay. Yeah. But you're from India. So I guess that makes, I mean, you know, 33 rooms and my goodness. So, so, so the examples on Kegel. So mine is like three rooms with 6,000 square feet. So. Yeah. Well, you're. So I'm from India. I mean, yeah. Like, but the point is like, you know, it more and more. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a typo. So the, 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 the data sets on Kegel. <laughs> Sorry. Often have, um, they, they're not. Bad data. Yeah. yeah they're, well, they don't necessarily have full clean data. And right. that's part of the exercises that you go in and clean it. And that's what we were illustrating. So. But the really good part of that is that it looked like using the tools to play with the data was fun. I mean, it looked yeah. like, oh, yeah, here, I can make this graph. I can look at it this way. We can mm -hmm. clean it like that, show this you know, rotate it in 3D. It looked like it was like, oh, I want to go do that. And I think somebody tweeted they were going to do that after yeah, yeah, after yeah. your talk. Yeah. Oh, well, I actually think uh, they were actually not unrelated to the talk. They were doing stuff that oh. overlaps and they, they were doing that in their real life in term, you know, in, on, on some other data set. But yeah. Yeah, I can't so that, remember the that name was, of that tool, but that was cool. Yeah. Hmm. Um, trying to think what else you talked about. I mean, I know I did one so I did the Groovy update. Oh, right. Well. The Groovy 4 update to talk about the features in 4, right? Yeah. So Groovy 405 is the latest version of Groovy. I'll mm -hmm. probably do a release a couple of days after I get back home, uh, maybe multiple versions, but some bug fixes in earlier versions. Mm -hmm. um, so it won't be the latest by the time some people hear this, but 405 is the, is the latest. And I was giving an update on all the features in 4. It's a, it's a much more streamlined Groovy with lots of nice features, language integrated query, um, and a whole range of other stuff um, that people should find very useful. So that was that was exciting. As I recall, there's a really extensive set of release notes on four that you can really find out all the details. Yeah, all yeah. on the Groovy website. Yep. Um, there was a lot of interest in Groovy, although it's a low level. But there, the people who were here were pretty enthusiastic. I thought. Yeah, I was trying to do. A, there was half the audience wanted all the details, and the other half, I think. I just wanted to know what the heck is this group? What's thing? this groovy yeah. thing? And, and should I come and touch it at all? You know, and, yeah. And they just wanted to get, get the sound bites for, you know, why would I even bother? 
Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's a good idea. And some, so hopefully they got enough of the information they were after the different two different groups. Definitely. Uh, I might talk on functional programming in Groovy, Java, and over under time now, Kotlin, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that filled the room because there were people interested in the other languages as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a wedge, you know, the way to get in there. So that that was good. But you didn't cover the monad transformers or yeah. the endocontents. So I'm not I put in a slide, a right? That. Oh, you did, you did. Yes. Monad is a monoid in the category of endofunctors or whatever. What's the problem? Something yep. like that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, someday, and that day may never come, I'll have you explain, explain this stuff to me. Okay. Yeah, I, you know. Oh, well, I got away with it so far. Uh, there were a couple other talks from people who are not with, you know, sitting here right now. Mm -hmm. um, the guy from Spain, from Madrid, uh, Jorge. 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 I can't remember his last name. But... Uh, I looked up on the schedule. It's Jorge Ag Aguilera. Sorry, Jorge, I got that wrong. That's, That's the right name. Uh, yeah, there's probably a, a, a more Spanish way to pronounce it. More Spanish. It, but I won't, I won't attempt it either. Aguilera. <laughs> but he was giving his first talk ever, right? Or... First international talk. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he was talking on Google, which and it, so yeah. it's all a a, a nice, really nice um, Groovy DSL. He's written to talk to all the Google APIs, and right. he's done all the in Groovy. You can do very very simple and dynamic uh, DSLs, or you can make them uh, richer with info, typing information and so forth. And he's done a lot of the work putting that extra typing information in, so that you're in sitting in your IDE. He was in IntelliJ, and he was getting uh, quite rich completion as he was. Um, playing with these uh, the api and yeah google's a mashup of the words uh google and groovy and basically it's a groovy dsl for accessing services from google like google docs google slides google google uh, e or gmail. email gmail right yeah. and he the demo i think he did created downloaded the astro astronomy picture of the day yeah. and created a spreadsheet and added to the spreadsheet and then sent an email all in you know a dozen lines yeah yeah mm -hmm. it, it was, was a very compelling demo yeah yeah i, yeah. Mean, I think that was fine that was the only talk i was in that got two two rounds of applause before you finished <laughs> yeah. just over the demo yeah people really were enjoying it well and people yeah. were also trying to encourage the guy you, sure you know he said he was uh, new at this and, and sure. we're a friendly group so absolutely you know. Make sure he felt welcome, you know. But it deserved the applause. Oh, yeah, it was no, excellent. Absolutely. No, I don't mean to imply, yeah, yeah. it definitely deserved it. Well, and that, that's, I, I like the, his uh, point as well at the end about uh, a more commercial usage of, of of creating these DSLs. That's one of the features, I think, that we'll often mention it when talking about Groovy, that's great for DSLs. Mm. But, you know, I think it's kind of abstract for a lot of folks. Yeah. And seeing one and seeing both yep. it in use and looking under the covers, same with your talk, Puni. Right. I think that was really... Uh, really engaging for a lot of the folks there they could kind of see oh this is why groovy is so so powerful and why i might be i might consider using it for uh, a, a case like this hmm. now I, I did a, a talk at the end on gradle which was a lot of basic stuff but it's stuff that you know people need to know to use it but of course um I, I, I had a good lesson out of that Maven clean install, <laughs> something like that. I'm pretty sure that's what every time the, the main message was something like that. <laughs> we put in a slide specifically for hi Andres for Andres Almire, you know, to emphasize that you know Andres says Maven clean install, and then we fixed it. Don't worry, we made it Maven 
verify verify yes just to be sure but yeah that was specifically for poor andres who was supposed to be here so you know these sorts of things happen when you make a commitment and then go to morocco well, now he didn't he didn't make a commitment oh. he he told me up front that he uh had had um a, a moroccan engagement uh in uh planned at the time and he, he yeah. apologized um but yeah we we would have really loved him to be here as well but yeah now, also on the great old front, uh, Hans Doctor was here doing a keynote on good old developer productivity engineering, right? The the new thing in their conference and how actually take it seriously, the uh, great old enterprise is available for open source projects yeah. and, and it, they're very supportive of it. Well, community. actually, there was an announcement uh, yeah. during the conference. It's, right. And I'm glad it's actually moving ahead because Groovy was going to be the first guinea pig uh oh, really? to, yeah and it's been sitting on my plate to find some time to, to become the guinea pig for like six months now or maybe maybe more <laughs> and now there's an, another apache i think it's apache tika is going to be the guinea pig for using gradle enterprise oh, oh, okay. in the apache ecosystem we will we'll, we'll be there and using it too but as 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 a guinea pig they infrastructure folks were very keen to sort of also mm -hmm. be involved and so they could understand what happens when projects start hitting this thing with really big bills and so on so that when they're going to be administrating these sorts of services i think grails uh grails and micronaut are already oh yeah yeah but, right? but in in the um apache the ecosystem Apache's which, which our conference were in that was announced that yeah. a great enterprise is going to be uh on premises but in, in the cloud really um right. but under the apache banner yeah yeah that'll be pretty cool so yeah that, that should be yeah. quite good so it was a very good conference. I, I I can't think we're not leaving out anything major, are we? Am I forgetting anything? Uh, we had a, a groovy boff. Yep. Uh, oh yeah, right, right. We've uh, tasted a little bit of the New Orleans cuisine in, in our <laughs> spare time, and there's been a few um, speaker dinners and welcome receptions and other things that yeah. uh, the city's been very welcoming to us and, and the organizers have organized a bunch of stuff so it's all been good and a very friendly community i think we had a really Absolutely. good time yeah uh let's keep this relatively short so we wanted to talk about some of the releases as well uh, some of the updates that have come out recently yeah, so i talked about 405 right just, but we want to hear about micro and grails too i guess so you want to go first? So, yeah, I'll go first. So we recently released uh, Grails 5.2, or, you know, to be exact, 5.2.4, where we actually moved from Groovy 307 to 3010, and there are a bunch of improvements or dependency upgrades uh, in the Grails world. And yeah, that's more about releases, but we have a lot of plans for, you know, future about Grails and Micronaut integration, how that would come out, like, uh, you know, more and more uh, coupling, like, I think one of the tasks in my to-do list is experiment with Micronaut Sublet with Grails. Oh. So that would be fun, you know. And, uh, yeah. and what's the JDK version? Is it still on 1.8? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. So we are still on 1.8, but we are working towards Grails 6, which probably supports Groovy 4, and Java 11 would be the base version for that. If you're going to go to 11, you might as well. No, I'm, I don't want to open <laughs> up that can of worms again. <laughs> sure yeah. you don't want to go all the way to 17, you know? Yeah, it's uh, it's not... Uh, basically up to me it's just we have an engineering meeting uh, and all that uh grails foundation yeah so I, we, I, i'm in that meeting. yeah you're right so, <laughs> so that's yeah. why i say i don't want to open up the can of worms and then i opened it yep so yeah. that's what say. it's i mean as developers we're sort of um 
often keen to to right. get the latest and greatest of everything. Uh, right. But we've got to remember that there's some of our other users of our technologies are still on. No way. Yeah, <laughs> still on old tech versions. So we, as long, we, we want to move forward, but we just do it at a, a, at a slow pace and just keep keep moving forward and let, yep. let the community sort of slow catch up. And I think it's more about, you know, what features do we really want of 17 to be, you know, why do we need to do that? That's also something, you know. I'm no, it's about. it's all very reasonable. I do hope we're able to upgrade to 11 without too much trouble. Right. From what I understand from the statistics these days is that the Java community is rapidly shifting over to 11. Mm -hmm. Probably by the end of the year, I'll bet it'll be 60, 70% of the community is on 11 by then. Yep. You know, and then next year will be even better. And of course, you're not talking about six until, you know, months right. away. Yeah, but so when you talk about like, like Ruby, it's 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 not that we don't run on. Uh, right. yeah, right. yeah, It's just our minimum version is, right. yeah, if you want to yeah. go run on eight, yeah, you can do it. Right. And you, you may not get all the features that you might have when you're on 17, 18, 19, but we'll still let you do that. And then next version of Ruby will probably be on 11. And then the one after that will probably be on 17. So. Right. And then Micronaut, did you want to? Yeah, there was some. There was a, certainly a release, a, and then a couple of like, yeah, so, releases or something. So the major release uh, that's recent is three point seven. That was a uh, uh, late last month, and then there's been one patch release since then. So we're at three point seven point one. And uh, the big ticket features with three point seven is uh, some big improvements to the Micronaut Spring integration, and that's oh. in both directions. So Spring, spring Boot. Spring, oh, spring right. boot. So there's a Spring Boot starter for Micronaut, yep. and that's to allow you to use Micronaut features within Spring Boot, as well as improvements in the Spring support in Micronaut. So that's uh, whichever direction. Is well, you know, a lot of folks are invested in Spring, and we're not, you know, even though, you know, we we compare Micronaut and Spring and Spring, and spring Boot and so forth, but you know, a lot of folks are going to be using Spring indefinitely, and this gives um but the option both to use things like that http client or micronaut data right. within a spring boot context as well as the ability to to more easily use spring libraries within micronaut so, i mean it's it's a really good plan because spring boot is still by far oh yeah the definitive framework in the it's, java it's the standard yeah, purely exactly. java yeah i mean Quark is, I, you know, I'm too cynical. I like to say in a world where we have Micronaut, why do we even need Quarkus? You know, I mean, but to be more honest, I know, I know, you know, but it's still there and they're doing reasonably well. I hope Micronaut is gaining. We, we like diversity. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, exactly. They did have a whole keynote about diversity and inclusion. So yes, and by the way, that we are very diverse and welcome community. Well, we're an international community. We're not as diverse as we would like to be. Mm. Please do not hesitate to get involved. Uh, and if you have any bad experience or anything, please let us know. Mm. You know, we really want more people feeling welcome of, well, let's just say as different as can be from who we are, you know, so yes. that's always better for everybody. Uh, glad to have you along. Uh, at any rate, so Micronaut, I thought the releases were good. I thought the, the fascinating idea of converting from Spring Boot mm -hmm. to Micronaut, because you're going to get a million questions on that, <laughs> you know. I think it also opens up a window for some users to use more compelling features of Micronaut in their Spring Boot applications, like right. you know, HTTP client, which I personally feel is, you know, I don't see any, you know, competitor out there. Well, I'm always, well, the HTTP client is, I loved your demo of that, because mm -hmm. you just, Throw an interface, or did you do that one? One yeah, of you did that. You, you did yeah, the demo right, with the yeah. HTTP client. You just throw an annotation on an interface, mm -hmm. and suddenly it's all implemented. You're ready. Yeah, right. And yeah, that 
is so much easier. Now it's not exactly difficult in Spring Boot to instantiate no, the client, but it provides a lot of other features as well, like you yeah. know, retry mechanism, you know. Yeah, you know, there are a whole bunch of you know features with uh, which comes with micro HTTP client, and you know, that's and there's benefits to those using those in a in, in a spring boot context. Well, and whenever right. I do spring data. People get all excited about these dynamic finders. And I'm like, <laughs> this is one oh, tiny dude, piece of what Gorm has done for 10 years. Yeah. You know, that's like, but hopefully that will help bring people yeah. along. By the way, how is OCI in general doing? I mean, we've got three people here who are associated with it. And I notice they're still hiring. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is, that, is that trying to tell you something? Or yeah, we're we're yeah, we're, we're look us up. We're still hiring, we're still growing. So yeah. growing. Yep. Although I I noticed that on your slides you, you don't say OCI you say object partners now object, so object computing object computing yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry that's sorry yeah, object that's, computing I don't mention the competition <laughs> yeah free advertising no oops yeah great we'll guys edit, go at object partners too we'll edit that yeah. out yeah. okay great. <laughs> if we had production values yeah. we would fix that yeah exactly yeah so at any rate object computing is the logo now and and that seems to be what comes up I don't hear the do you, you still use oh, the phrase OCI? Still, still yeah. Yeah. Okay. I often say, so So for me, it's this whole Oracle cloud infrastructure thing. Oh, That's kind right. of overloaded the term OCI. So yes. I, I've been saying object computing more often because of that. Like um, an yeah. Oracle. I mean, if they didn't employ people like Graham Roche. I know, yeah. I know. Well, speaking of Oracle, though, speaking it's of Oracle. actually a good segue. Yeah, yeah. Well played. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so just this week, um, the Micronaut Foundation announced its first engineering partnership. And that it, the partner is Oracle. So uh, a number of core committers to Micronaut work at Oracle. Graham Roche being one of them. Bert mm. Beckwith. Right. Uh, I think I'm forgetting. Alvaro. Alvaro. Alvaro Sanchez. C Cedric. Cedric. Oh, right. Cedric. So, so yeah. They said Cedric shampoo for people who are not aware. And then Oracle also, of course, has been investing a lot in Graal VM. And so in, all, right? in, their, in their announcement, that was actually one of the points that they brought up was that the the synergy between Micronaut and Graal VM is very important to them. And that's something, another another one of the kind of distinguishing features, I think, of, of Micronaut is just that I, I don't know. I, Graal VM. In native every images, Micronaut. Native images. Yeah. So. Sorry? I said like native images. Native image, yeah. Right? In every talk I give for Micronaut, I mean, I don't, but if I did, I would bring up that seven millisecond startup yeah, time, man. That was insane. Dazzling, it is insane. You know? Oh yeah, here, watch this. Click. Oh, I clicked already. It's up. You know, it's like <laughs> that was just incredible yeah. to do. Anyway, for those who haven't seen it, it's a Micronaut demo that I think Graham did a couple of years ago or whatever. And using the the native image tool from the Graal virtual machine, right. compiled a Micronaut app down to native code and you just hit enter and yeah. it was up. And Java people just aren't used to that, you know? Yeah. That's really impressive. Well, that's why I had one slide in my Groovy update. Yep. That was Graal VM with Groovy. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that, that pulled up. <laughs> that's something exciting. It pulled up a whole uh, classification of Iris Flowers data set, mm. classified it all, gave wow. you the results, did everything in 16 milliseconds. Yeah, so so even threw in an AI. It's almost like you're, yep. it's like buzzword bingo to find the right words to get accepted at a conference paper and you have uh, yeah, native yeah. image and AI, AI classification. Machine you know, learning. And hopefully yeah. someday Groovy. Right? You see blockchain, but no one cares oh, yeah, about um, no, no, that. that that's a reject. You know, that's a reject <laughs> that one, yeah. Um, okay, so what else? Anything else you want to bring While well, we're on um, uh, Microsoft, Foundation, uh, HiveMQ was um, also a recent sponsor. Yeah, yeah, they joined as a, as a bronze level corporate sponsor yeah, to yeah. the foundation. So they're they're helping to contribute to the, the foundation. And um, 
yeah, so it's all going rosy and we've got a Grails Foundation that's going well as well. Yeah. So all, it's all looking good. And then in terms of releases, I know Spock did a, a 2.3 release recently, right? And yep. So that was in my talk today. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You did um, latest Jake Quick. Yeah. It's one seven now, I think, right? Or one seven oh or something like that. One seven oh yeah. Yeah, yeah one seven zero. Yeah. yeah. Latest groovy, latest Spock. Yep. And then there was uh, I think Jeb went to what's it four or something? Something like that. Yeah. You know, certainly since the last time we had a groovy podcast, you know, which is, you know, yeah, I think it's it was this decade. I don't <laughs> know. It gives Sergio a hard time for something, but you know. Mm -hmm. um and then any any other major releases we want to mention i think they're the main ones yeah, yeah. gradle is up to 7.5.1 but i'm not even sure i classify them as a groovy project anymore really i mean i mean yeah, they but are but they've got a um a branch that's uh got groovy four in it with running running gradle so that'll probably won't be till quite late i imagine but all i know is when i i mean when java 19 came out i do what i always do i tried just on my existing code and Gradle didn't want to build with it at first, but it got better. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, we just, the latest three Oh, what are we up to 13, whatever it was that just came out um, is will be in 7.6 and you'll have up to the very latest. So 7.6, which can you, can you just repeat that? that oh, yeah. Gradle 3 The next, I think it's not, it's not out yet. I don't, it might be in, Alpha or Milestone or something, I'm not sure. 7.6. Gradle 7.6. Uh, is the next one. Yeah. It's, it, it's got, I believe it's got the next version of Groovy in it, so you'll get a bump on all of your gotcha. JDK versioning. I think there, there's stuff. something that, where they tightly couple Groovy version uh, when you create a Gradle plugin. So so that's where I was curious, like, you know, if they uh, have yeah, updated the Groovy to 3.0. This is more the JDK that you'll be running your Gradle build with. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have not moved to Groovy 4 yet. No, that's the, distribution. they've got a branch now that runs. Oh, it. I they, get they, it. They were taking um, they, they've got a very uh, sophisticated CI infrastructure, as you imagine. They got yeah, lots, right. lots of customers doing lots of stuff, and um, it was a little bit tricky to get that CI infrastructure to, to work with multi versions of Groovy, especially with the Org Apache Groovy, uh, Maven coordinate change, as well as the Code House ones. So that right they'd hard-coded a bunch of stuff in their build files and now that's all been rectified and it's it's on its on, on, on a um path that they'll, they'll eventually have groovy 4 in uh, probably grade 8 or something yeah yeah groovy 4 is where the the coordinate changed the maven coordinates went to org apache correct groovy yeah officially and officially, I, yeah. I forgot how many people are going to still be trying to get to code house and go wait but there's no code house anymore you know yeah yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's there think, but still at three i think there's three. something yeah. someone mentioned in the griddle team that you could some set some sort of yeah, redirect yeah. if you still have colors yeah. it'll you know we've, we've got tell you the, we've got that sort of stuff set up in our gradle build but uh, there's more we can do on the maven side right, for, maven for people too. in the maven ecosystem right to help them do their migrations yeah well, we need new versions because that's what we talk about on the podcast. I mean, that's you know, it. what so, we do if no So our goal will be to come out with Groovy 5 before Gradle 8 comes Sorry. out. Yeah. Oh. So that when they do release, there'll still be one behind. Just yeah. to confuse them again. Yeah, very just, good. Yeah. Very good. That's going to be our goal. So you just teased that when's Groovy 5 coming out? Um, so we, we Groovy uh, 4 was about a year after Groovy 3, so it wasn't that long. Oh. Um, and... Uh, if we're trying to get the cadence uh, not not quite as fast as what Java's been doing lately, yeah, um, but a bit faster than what it might have been in, in uh, a few years ago. 
So we're trying not to wait too long, but it probably won't be 12 months. It'll probably be like 18 months from, from June uh, 4. So. No pressure on that. I mean, one thing I do have to mention, um, Paul has been very active putting up blog posts using Groovy for a very wide variety of applications, everything from AI to uh, DSLs to I mean, just on and on. What have you done about, how many did you say you did in the... I think it's 20 in the last 20 weeks. And so <laughs> the goal is try to do about a year with one a week, but yeah. And it's, it's not a hard goal. It'll, we'll see how we go. I wish I could do that. I'm <laughs> glad I'm not doing that. Oh my God. I bad enough for me to write a newsletter every week. Anyway, so these are all on the Apache. Oh, I'm, I'm looking for other people to step in. And, oh and, yeah. And, uh, um, I'll, I'll get, I'll get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, these are all on uh, the Apache block, right? Yeah. So Blogs.apache.org or whatever, yeah. except that that's a terrible thing to search. So just Google Apache blog, Paul King, you'll probably find them, right? I guess so, yeah. That's what Google does. So, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they've really been excellent. And of course, the easier way to do it, by the way, is to check the um, your Twitter feed, yeah, which is at Paul. Okay underscore assert yeah, yeah anyway. uh, at any rate ASERT just one S and and then it's not a Ruby assert right so no no <laughs> any rate uh, all of them are tweeted in there and yep. if we do somehow muster together some show notes we'll put a couple of them in the yeah, show notes for that that yep. would take work too though so we'll have to see about that, <laughs> you know? I mean it's going to be months before our next podcast anyway so maybe we we gotta go through we've got time yeah. Yeah. was there anything else you wanted to bring up Again, we're trying to keep this relatively short and sweet for the listeners. I did time. just confirm that, yes, we are, in fact, hiring at OCI for the 2GM team. Ooh. So if you want to work with me and Puneet and Paul and see Ken a lot, head over to our website. I, I consider myself friend of the family. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the crazy uncle they leave out. <laughs> of you know, we don't talk about that one, you know. Um, but at any rate, uh, thank you very much for listening to this this will be on uh, youtube in the normal place in the groovy podcast uh section whatever we call it uh and uh, of course it'll be on all your podcast players as soon as we can get it together we'll probably get that together tomorrow sometime i'm guessing or maybe i'll be on a plane but we'll figure something out yeah yeah, yeah. um but it was really nice seeing everybody and and thank you all for coming and enjoying the podcast thank thanks to patrick on for organizing yeah, everything right? so, yeah. it was a and, wonderful and, uh, conference and there was I swag. finally got a chance to be Mr. Ken, you can see that. I'm excited. I'm you know, a of you. But we've met many times. Yeah, but it's like after three years. Right? You forget about me? Is that the thing? It's, or you or it's a hysterical amnesia. You're trying to put me out of your mind. You know? <laughs> One or the other. I don't know. It's like I've talked about you to my wife and everything. Well, Are yeah, but good? that we're not going to bring up. Yeah, <laughs> that may not work. Okay. But at any rate, thank you very much for coming. We'll see you all later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.